moments will be lost in time. Like tears. And welcome to Film Crumbs Podcast, where we talk about movies and shit like that. My name is Kane. Joining with me today is Wes. Hello. Mason. Uh, howdy. And Connor. Howdy do. All right, today we're going to be talking to you about Blade Runner. We watched both of them back to back. That was a really good experience. So, yeah, I guess let's just get right into the beef. Let's start with the first one. You wanna, you first off... No blades were in the first one. Fuck that movie. Mm-hmm. Zero stars. I could have sworn there was a blade. No, I'm sorry you lied to us. I didn't lie. I just no, I you lied. Just some, no questions. Somebody had to have gotten stabbed. Nobody ran with one either. <laughs> oh no, never mind. Someone did get stabbed. Remember at the end? Yeah, the nail. That was a nail, not a blade. He still got stabbed, and he ran. Well, it it's not it's not stab runner it's blade runner oh yeah, yeah full disclaimer we just got to do this every episode we're gonna spoil both of these movies so if you haven't seen them just go watch them first um yeah i guess let's, i i now that you bring that up and i know that we probably will not come back to it um what the fuck he just drove like one nail into his hand and was like yes i'm one fourth of jesus and then i imagine because he was you know, dying in that moment right his hands were starting to like you know, fail, and he's like, no, not yet, so, like, feeling pain or something would keep him going. That was my take on that moment. That was more of, like, he just witnessed, you know, witness. He came across the one chick that just died, and he's kind of getting more delirious because his death is upcoming, you know? Everyone else is gone. Then he just starts going through walls and shit. Oh, so good. And howls. And howls, yeah. yeah. That final so act was cool. awesome. Roy I, Batty is one of the greatest cinematic anything ever. Yeah, I will agree. I loved him and like no. as an antagonist in that movie. It was fucking awesome. Way better than fucking... Oh, sorry, we'll get into that. Yeah. We didn't get to see his penis. No penis. No penis, unfortunately. Plenty in the other one. Yeah. Not this guy. Yeah. They weren't ready back then. That's fair. I guess. They, they just weren't strong enough in their yeah, will it was to show cock on screen. Release the cock cut. <laughs> well, there's seven other cuts. Why not? Uh, yeah, where's the... <laughs> uh, it was gayer for sure back then. Yeah. It's a gay movie. That's a, it's gay. That's a gay movie. Well, like the, the first that, Blade yeah, Runner? Yeah. Because, I don't know, the, the villain, and I know that that's like a normal theme that happens all the time in like older movies, that the villains are always like really flamboyant. You know? Especially during the 80s. The 80s was a very the yeah. phobic time yeah. in film. Especially in horror, but, you know, it's a different discussion. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, yeah. Side note later for that. Mm. Um, damn it. I say whatever, what was intended, I don't care what was intended because now I'm making it this. So, since, like, the whole movie is about, like, humanity and discovering yourself, the souls and all that shit, the whole movie... Richard Deckard is, like, kind of, God, what are all the words I just said? Rediscovering himself and his own humanity through his, like, empathy and sympathy through killing all these robots. Just because all the robots kill him, you know? And he learns throughout, he learns throughout all of them that they're just as human as he is, pretty much. And I would say that the quote villains are 
not villains. Yeah, that's why I said antagonists. Because yeah. while while he did some, you know, evil, I use air quotes there, evil things, his motives were he just wanted to live. Yeah. He, you know, it wasn't just... He had a right. Yeah. He, he was, he didn't just want to, you know, kill or maim because evil, or he didn't have some Unless other... Unless we missed something. Yeah. I, I just saw, like, oh, their time's up, and then they were hunting. If we miss something, then I feel like part of the theme that we all took away is not 100% well, valid. I make my own cut. I don't care. And what, again, there's already <laughs> so See, many. The most evil thing that he did was at the beginning um, to that Asian man who was working on the eyeballs yeah. or whatever. Because mm-hmm. that guy's probably dead. Like, they're all, like, assholes, sure. Yeah, yeah no, they're not good people, but and they're not... Yeah, they did kill that guy, that poor guy, just doing his job. But it's okay, because that one girl is really hot. What is her yeah. name? Uh, Pri- Pri- Pris. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the point is, I think they're right, and this movie is saying gay is okay. That's my test. <laughs> well, I'm rewriting it. It kind of seems like... Like, you know how whenever people talk about... Uh, matrix and how it's like a whole like trans allegory yeah i think i'm a bit it's like that yeah it's it's just like that except i'm a bit too dumb sometimes when it comes to the matrix so i didn't get a lot of that the first time that i watched it right but this i was like oh this is definitely saying something yeah and if it's not he's wrong now it is yeah which okay. is kind of crazy because you know thinking about a uh, ridley scott i mean he just seems like a grumpy old man but maybe that's just our is. times i think well, well, he wasn't always a grumpy old man. Out of all the, out of, he used to be a grumpy young man. Out of all the... Gay, gay grumpy man. Yeah. Out of no, all the uh, Ridley Scott movies I've seen, which aren't a whole lot, I think. Uh, he did American Gangster with uh, Denzel, and then he did uh, Alien. And then he did this, and, you know, along with a bunch of other movies. But those are the three that I've seen. And Alien and this just have... A lot of sexual imagery associated with them. Really? Part of Alien is due to H.R. Geiger's art style being very, what he calls, uh, biomechanical and sexual. Like, there's a very, it's, his art is very phallic, and he's the one who did the art for the Xenomorph. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that inherent art style with H.R. Geiger, Alien is very sexual. Especially, like, with, have you, you haven't seen it, have you? No. That I'll stop there, but... Yeah. That and this, both being Ridley Scott films, both having some inherent sexual vibes or imagery associated with them. I don't know. I feel like that can't be a coincidence. So you're telling me when this dude was drawing up the alien, he was like, "Mm, what should I do? Mm, Penis. Yes, absolutely. Without no jokes, that is how H.R. Geiger does his work. You just need to look at his art. Everything is very sexual. Basically, his art always looks like two people fucking and then just a bunch of shit in the background that looks like machinery and how he blends those two people having sex into the machinery. Like, and like the alien, the xenomorph's head is very phallic, very long and yeah, phallic that, that in nature. A, that's weird. It's, it's a, a weird head. It's just a big old penis right there. Yes, that, that is like <laughs> big a... Big old cock. I say it without exaggeration or any humor behind it. That's just his art style. Imagine Ridley when she's like fucking... When she first sees a xenomorph, she goes, Oh my god, it's a cock! <laughs> well, didn't, didn't she have that thing where she was like, the original actress didn't want to come back for Aliens unless she could fuck one? In the movie? No, that what? was that was uh, her coming back for Resurrection. But she said that. She said she as wanted a to... As a joke, and then Joss Whedon said... As a joke. It's not a joke. She wanted to fuck one. That's fair, but like... I read that it was... You know, she said that like as, as a snide <laughs> remark, and then Joss Whedon, because he wrote the movie, said, Okay... Did she get a... 
There's a whole thing. <gasps> there's a whole. Oh, there's not a sex scene. There is no oh, sex scene. It. But there's like a human xenomorph hybrid, which is weird because the xenomorph is already a human hybrid. Joss Whedon doesn't fucking know what he's doing. But uh, <laughs> and it's fair. Yeah. Are it's, we talking about Sigourney Weaver here? Yeah. Yeah. She she, she wanted she to fuck that. a she wanted to fuck a xenomorph. She said she didn't want to come back unless she could fuck one. And I was then, getting real worried at first. I'm like, we should have stopped earlier. I don't want to know that they fuck. No. There's, there is no well, sex. And then they were like, well, whole... we can't do that. And she's like, well, okay, I'll come back. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how I would have held them to it. Like, I'm the star. Yeah. I'm going to fuck it. I want to talk to Sue Ronnie Lee right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through head Well, I was just scrolling. It was like an Instagram thing. And it was like an interview thing or whatever. And she was, someone was talking about how she said that. It wasn't her talking about it. I read that it was just like a snide comment uh-huh. that may or may not have been genuine. But then they had that whole subplot. We gotta find out. Yeah. Anyways, answers. back to Blade Runner with yeah. its sexual oh, yeah, yeah, imagery. Yeah, yeah. That my whole point was just that the fact that these two Ridley Scott movies have some kind of inherent sexual vibes and imagery to them can't be a coincidence. Yeah, it's probably that, just really horny. Well, well, Duo is all sex. I'll say that. Is it not all sex, but it's a lot of sex, like Game of Thrones level sex, or more or less? Yeah. You didn't answer that last part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could be mistaking it with the the kissing Green Knight, but there might be a gay kiss in that. I don't know. Could be wrong. In the Green Knight. In Last Duel. Oh, okay. okay. I could be mistaking it. For... There's a gay kiss in Green Knight. Green Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just remember who wrote the Last Duel again. Uh, it was the two actors, Matt. Matt Damon and Matt, Ben Affleck. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote it, and they wrote a kiss scene in there for them. Oh, yeah. And Ridley, that's what it is. Yeah, and Ridley Scott was like, no. And they're like, but we wrote it, and we want to do the kiss scene. And he's like, guys, no. Isn't that an adaptation? Guys, that's gay. Huh? Of... It probably is, but no they, I know that they yeah. wrote the screenplay. Okay, screenplay. Yeah. I forgot there's other Yeah, movies. which is crazy, because that seemed gay as fuck, so who now knows? Now that it's legal, no more. <laughs> he, 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 he switched up on he us. Can't <laughs> make, he can't make a statement anymore. He's got to double back down. <laughs> His whole thing is he goes against the norm. Exactly. Now they'll think I'm gay. Not just trying to say something. <laughs> I can't have that. I'm a man. <laughs> Randy Scott, when he's writing shit down for his next movie. Like, in the notes section, or, like, even in, like, the descriptive parts of writing the script, it's like, I'm not gay. But I'm not, I'm not gay. I just think this is a really, it, it means, it has a big message. I'm totally not gay. Stop. It's it's like that in the director's commentary for Blade Runner yeah. as well. And then he made, like, you know, House of Gucci, right? Well, what a voice crack. And he, like, directed House of Gucci, which is, like, from what I've seen, I did not see the movie. The trailers look real horny. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like Hotel. Oh, my God. It's horny. Do you remember what I came home after I watched that movie? Yeah. Oh, and I was jerk off or something? No, no, I came home and I'm like, they <laughs> fucked! Uh, hard! Oh, fucking legend. I keep talking about legend. Legend's horny. Legend Sorry, is horny? I didn't yeah. Mean to oh, get no, you're good. There. He's a oh, horny yeah. guy. Horny director. Yeah, dude. Oh. Horniness. I mean, my yeah. God. I'll say, um... Is the Martian horny? You've seen that, right? It's... The Martian? No, I haven't. He jerks off in space and then he goes... Mm, he floats off. That's I don't incredible. Think that no, it doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I don't it. remember that. Yeah. We, got a, we should do that. Jerk off in space? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not for the movie. Everyone else is jerking off. Green Knight jerked off. Fucking Lighthouse jerked off. Everyone's jerking off. Except for us. What if the what? Oh, we jerked oh, wait, off? We jerked off. <laughs> oh, my I was God. like, I was like, our first the... thing we ever I, shot I was, was like jerking. I'm so confused. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Y'all just forget what? My bad. the first thing. Let's plug wet real quick. So, yeah. Go check out our YouTube. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be on Amazon Prime. I've yeah. never done a jerking off thing. 
four by three and select them <laughs> coloring. Is, this is this is before me, before yeah. my time. We'll do it. We'll do it again. We got we have until May. We'll fucking jerk off. We've got jerk off so hard. So Blade Runner. Yeah. So I guess let's um. I don't know. This it's. It seems like this might be a hard one to talk about. So let's talk about specifics. So what did you guys think about the score? Not at all what I thought it was going to be. There were times where I liked it. And there were times where I'm like, not a fan. I've done something different. But I'm not, you know, musically inclined. So take what I say with a very, you know, like grain of salt. That's fair. I think they took the, the 80s normality that came with, like, those types of movies in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then just took it up a step. Yeah. So it was, like, more than I was expecting. And I was very happy with it. It still fit. It was just more than I thought there was going to be. It's just there were there were times where like what was on screen was very dark, quite literally, and lighting. You know, very silhouette heavy movie. You know, very dark, like it was raining. You know, deep blues and dark, cool colors. And then there was like this whimsical, almost fairy tale like soundtrack counteracting each other. And that didn't work for me personally. Mm. Really. But I could yeah. But I could see why other people would like it. Just not my thing. I don't think I my brain processed the the score that much on my first time watching. It stood out more this time because it felt like they had like their overarching style of music, and then it broke away a lot with like the more fairy tale type piano, lullaby, mm-hmm. whatever instruments were used. I forgot. That was, that was not like seven that hours ago in twenty forty nine, and I'm kind of sad. Yeah. See, I like twenty forty nine score more. Really? I like the original. Like that, like that really deep bassy, like synthy bass stuff. Yeah, no, but I'm talking specifically doing... about like the that. the choir, like that really deep bassy choir. Whenever oh. you see those like big buildings, I love. Yeah, that. yeah, that was. I great. loved that. Those are the best parts. Choirs will never not be good. I know exactly what part you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah whenever you heard that really bassy choir, I was mm-hmm. like, yes. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think um, my favorite part of the scoring for. Fucking the Blade Runner. Uh, it's just whenever that girl died, cannot remember her name, and then they just bust out the saxophone. Yeah. They're like, you know what we should do right now? <laughs> Two saxophones. After the it glass breaking? Which one? Yeah, the glass oh, breaking. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's a very common noir thing. Really? Yeah. 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 I haven't seen it that many. I've only seen like old black and white stuff, which at that point, jazz was still swing. And that's like, mm. yeah. Imagine if we saw the narration version. Where I would kill myself. The music is just gone. I would die. Well, it's still there, but it's... I would have hated impactful. this movie had we watched yeah. the narrated cut. Honestly, no. that that, that single handedly would have ruined this movie. Yeah, if you're still watching, if, still sorry, over. if you're still listening to, for some reason and have not seen the movie, make sure you watch the final cut, please. Like it's literally <laughs> labeled the final cut. Yeah, as a unicorn on the front and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's up with that unicorn? That was, was like one shot. I thought that was gonna keep coming back. That's the. This kind of plays into why I think Deckard is a replicant. Let's talk about that. You go. Because, like, you can implant memories into somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that guy that was making all the little figurines... Yeah. He made a little unicorn and put it in his house. After he had the unicorn dream. Oh, I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. That makes sense. And he was... Cause... The whole time, he, like, knew everything he was going to do. It's like he had it all planned out. It's like he was imprint, like implanting these things into him. Like he was kind of being controlled a little bit, you know. That's why I think he's when I when I first watched it. That's why I was like, replicant, yes, because he didn't have the eye glare, which yeah. is a very clear indication that someone isn't a replicant. But he didn't have that. 
but I think they were trying to make you think that he was. Yeah, especially that one line. Have you taken the test yourself? That thing. Yeah, yeah that's where it, like started the yeah. whole like. like I thought skeptical about it. You see, he has, I, he's also emotionless he for is. a good portion of the movie. So yeah, he really is. Unless you get that fucking monologue shit for some reason. Yeah. Then he's like talking about noodles or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but the reason I didn't think, ooh, possible replicant, when they said, you know, have you taken the test? I thought it was to indicate that that test could be flawed. Because there, oh, yeah. there are people that are just not great at expressing emotions, and sometimes they just don't. I was wondering. They did mention, like, in those have te- you ever retired someone who was born and all that shit? And he was like, nah. Never. He's too good. I'm the best. Well, I think the test he was, was also, the Blade Runner. The test was built to bring out a very like strong emotional response mm-hmm. that's what it was built for because like in the beginning when he like, starts asking like these really quick-witted questions that are like very like bring out like you have to think about it and feel it you know he gets really like there's that mi- moment where he's getting really tense and angry about it you know yeah that's what replicants do because they have like strong they're fake strong emotions yeah you know? so that's leads into that so maybe he could have been like the first of the replicants that weren't the base model, whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. That's what I'm thinking. Is like he is like one of the newer models, like mm-hmm. uh, Rachel. Yeah, I cannot names for these movies. Don't know them. I gotta say that now. Fair. I can't. I don't know. Subtitles always help me remember names because it usually tells you the speaker. Yeah, I still can't even remember Harrison Ford's character's name. Deckard. 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 Yeah. Dick for short. Dick. Yeah. 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 So I have a whole thing on the replicant stuff. Unless you guys have any more thoughts on that. I see. I was like the only one that was not even considering him being a replicant. Because every time they were like, so did they ever explain that? I was like, why? Why? I never picked up on that possibility at all. Well, I wouldn't have unless if it was just that time that they talked about that test. And I know you said that it could have been the test was flawed. And I get that. But other than that, I'm, I'm no opinionless. That's very me too. Other than that I little just, thing. Immediately after I saw the movie the first time, I looked up and, and like, is Dedeker a replicant? And there's like fucking forms upon oh, forms yeah. because like everyone thinks that mm-hmm. on the internet that he could or could not be. It's just like a Bennett. And they don't answer it in the second one as well. Yep. They don't. Because I think they if, talk about how replicants can birth more other, like, you know, because they're more human than human. But like it would make sense if he's also a replic- replicant if they could just, you know, it doesn't. But then he aged. That's when the lore kind of lost me. Yeah. I was like, whoa. That's a lot. I, I need to die. Well, because they are more human than human, why yeah. wouldn't they yeah. age, you know? Yeah. Sorry. That's just my, my thinking I, on it. I like I'm just trying to like, debate on whether or not if it's he is a replicant or not. And then a part of me thought that K wouldn't be a replicant. That I thought he was going to be the one that was born, but then they disproved that because it was the girl and not him. And I was kind of hoping it was, but I was like, that's too that's too easy. Oh, yeah, I have a question about that once we get there, because I was confused about an aspect. Sorry, I'm jumping into 2049, but it kind of plays in Decker to store. Well, watching them back-to-back and them being sequels, you know, watching them back-to-back, it's almost hard not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. But um, uh, my, my whole thing is, my answer's not we're near as fun or is interesting to think about, but I think because of the fact that he aged, and they didn't even address it in the second movie, means he's not a replicant. I figured if he was a replicant, that would have been something that 2049 talked about. And they just never did. They never pondered the question. They never did anything like it. So I just assumed that meant that he was human. So quick, his girlfriend, like, died? So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. those were her bones or whatever. Those were her... Okay. Yeah. Damn. 
This was like three hour long movie. I don't know. Kind yeah, that yeah, that movie felt one. fucking long. That was a long one. That's for sure. Like yeah. I, I felt like I watched the Snyder cuts quicker. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you saying about the replicant? Your theories? So this is where all the seventeen million fucking cuts get annoying, because in some of the cuts he is a re- he is a replicant, and in others he's not. Ah. And the whole thing started is because theatrically. There was a point in the film where Harrison Ford steps forward at one point and he has the lights in his eyes that symbolize that you are a replicant. Now, Harrison Ford said, that was a mistake. I stepped too close into the thing and I caught the lighting from Rachel's whatever shit. And Ridley Scott's like, no, that was always intentional. So they have a whole disagreement because they're both like, they were both very involved in like what this character is and isn't. And Harrison Ford's whole thing is, no, he's not. He's never been a replicant. It's not a thing. So, and then one of the cuts, probably, I would assume, the, the director's cut, they, like, leave in the glowing, and they have, like, a line or something that's, like, uh, or something is reshot or added in that, like, confirms, like, yes, he is a replicant. And the reason people, like, debate over it is because there are different cuts, mm-hmm. and because two key figures, Harrison Ford and Ridley Scott, disagree so hard. And people, over time, when they found out about the... Because the director's cut was like 10 years after. Mm-hmm. So they had 10 years to be like, no, he's not a replicant. So once they were just being told, yes, he is, they're like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't fit as well. Which I, I see both sides, honestly. Because the reason why people don't like it is because... The whole thing about him, like, discovering his humanity again and, like, learning that replicants are humans, too. Pretty mm-hmm. much they have just as much of a soul. And that whole thing, I think, just hits harder when he's not a replicant. I agree. You know? And that's where I agree, and I lean on that more. Ultimately, I don't really care. But That puts a lot more weight on the word final and the final cut. Because yeah. they're like, all right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> no more. <laughs> in, this, in this one, uh, it was during... When they're in the bathroom, at one point, I was looking to see if the final cut has the lights in his eyes, like the other version did. But I think I looked away when it would have popped up, so I don't know. I forgot to look. But this one leaves it ambiguous, because there's just too much debating, and ultimately, who the fuck cares kind of at this point? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I kind of prefer it being ambiguous, because then it's just, again, up to... Yeah, breeds, yeah, breeds room for conversation as well. Although, I would say, I would argue that I think it's just as powerful if he is a replicant in the ending because it's like him finding his humanity but then also finding out that those who are replicants are also the same you know yeah, yeah this entire time he thought he was yeah. a human yeah like he yeah. thought he was and a he human. still had all this humanity in him yeah. just yeah. proves that they have a soul the the theme okay i take back my first statement then that if he was then, no never mind that was about a different topic no, i'm like, losing my mind it's really it's really it's a close Close yeah. call. I don't know. I think either way it could have I, worked. I still kind of lean towards he's not, though. Because mm-hmm. I figured that while, you know, the final cut would have kept it ambiguous, that would have been something that would have been talked about in 2049. And the fact that it wasn't, I just kind of feel like... Well, apparently not. they initially were going to just, like, answer it. Or maybe it was just, like, fans speculating that they would address it, and then they ultimately didn't. I think it was just... It's ambiguous there. It doesn't really entirely isn't necessary for whatever story they're doing now. So yeah. it's like, let's just keep it ambiguous. That's fair. That type of thing. It's also not Harrison Ford's movie. Mm-hmm. He just comes up at the end. 
For which is why I hate the posters and all the marketing for it. That he's in it. Just, yeah. It's as if spoils it. he's a, a lead. So He's not. Yeah, so I said this while we were watching the movie, but I'm just saying it again for here. Um, I worked at a movie theater from the time that this came out, right? Uh, again, this came out after The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And so with Harrison Ford being in The Force Awakens, this movie's trailer... Oh, we're talking about was, 2049. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, 2049's trailer was uh, in some of the Star Wars movies towards the end of its run in the theaters. And the first trailer I saw for this movie, for 2049, was Ryan Gosling walking through Vegas. You know, everything's all orange and yellow. And then, like, you know, it's very, very super cut for the sake of the trailer, right? It takes that, like, 10-minute sequence of him looking around and condenses it to, like, a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you hear, like, that gun cock. And then it pans over. And then you see Harrison Ford walk out of the shadows. And then, boom, 2049. That was that was the first trailer I saw. Yeah, it's crazy because even without all the marketing, if you didn't see any of it and the poster and shit, in the movie he still comes out of the shadows dramatically, but the subtitles just say his name. Yep. So it's like, come on, at least try. Not everybody watches it with subtitles. But the though, thing is, I guess. The, the subtitle person should know that because yeah. that's their one job. Their one job <laughs> is to make video the subtitles. game subtitles just get say it right all the time. Voice. Yeah, they do. They do it all the time. Yeah, the mysterious voice. And then whenever it's revealed who it is, it just says the... Yeah, yeah like it's you know, obviously Harrison Ford's voice. Just like, for the sake on. of immersion, you yeah. know, and for the integrity of the plot. Yeah. Or the moment, I guess. Not the plot, but the moment. Yeah. I gotta say, um, a lot... Anybody here seen Idiocracy? No. Yeah. I think that that's a fucking spoof of... A Blade Runner? Of Blade Runner. Maybe. I think it's like a spoof of, like, Blade Runner and, like, some other stuff. Yeah. Because all, like, the city aspects and how trashy everything was, I was like, dude, that's just, like, fucking... That's, like, idiocracy. <laughs> but I, I saw it recently, so I really like it. But, um, yeah. I'm telling you, you need to watch Brazil by Terry Gilliam. You were talking about how, like, you can see Terry Gilliam in Blade Runner earlier. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. He made a movie that looks exactly like this. Yeah, I have not seen Brazil. Brazil. So I put it on my watch list. Yeah, it's... It's an interesting movie. It's definitely wacky because it's Terry Gilliam. Uh-huh. But, like, it literally looks like they ripped the set of Blade Runner wow. and put it into Brazil. That's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I was trying to look up Idiocracy. Yeah. Letterboxd is down. Nice. Oh. Dang. Well, Letterboxd is down. That's what's up. Does it have on the arms? Yeah, put in, uh, like, cancel. Or, no, no, no. Resume. Wow, it just doesn't. Okay. <sighs> It's supposed yeah, to have. I've never seen that. It's supposed to have Anna de Armas there. Yeah. And it's so sorry part. we're glitching out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why every time I see it, I'm like, man, I hope they're not using Letterbox today. But I, I just it didn't. Matter. I didn't know that it was from that. <laughs> I thought it was from something else that she had been on. Never seen that before. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. Just like until the you. The Gremlin. You never. I never seen the Gremlin until you mentioned it. It has not yeah. happened on my new phone. Oh, I'm so year. glad. I hope I hope to God that screenshot I took. <laughs> that screenshot. <laughs> that screenshot that I took. It'll never happen over. for me. Didn't happen on my old phone. I'm just going to say. I haven't even seen the old. fucking movie. It just keeps running across my shit. <laughs> you might like the first one. or you probably like the I second, like the second one. one. I don't know. We'll see. The second one is very hit or miss with people. But, um... Highlights really quick. My highlights. I just want to talk about how extremely hot everybody in this movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody was just smoking hot. I'm like, why are you so hot? And then um, the food looked incredible. Really, really good. 
<laughs> Paula These are your highlights. <laughs> Damn, that food looks smoky. Yeah, it's <laughs> delicious. What well, is like mostly Japanese food? Well, yeah. Blade Runner mostly because that's a it's a Japanese like cyberpunk setting. As we got to 2049, it was more just Asian. Yeah. Because it was Korean. And then there was also Russian. Yeah, there was some Russian stuff. Stuff, yeah. which Russia is in the That's weird. Asian continent. So, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Above, but... It's like the same thing. It's one big piece of land, and then... Ch- yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know where they are. But there was... I, I noticed that at the very beginning, because there was like... Uh, he picked up like a card or something. It was oh no no. It was because Russia has like this very like, it's like cyberpunk but just muted right. It's just gray, everything's gray and that's how the beginning was like for that farm. And I was like this seems very like, like that setting you know like what's the word for it where like the buildings are all like, plain gray, and it's like materialism or some shit like that. Oh that makes sense with stalker. But like yeah, you know you know the vibe of like the the Russian stuff, like even current day Russia, it's like that's what it looked like to me, and I was like, hmm, this is cyberpunk, you know, like why is this? And later there's like Russian or Soviet, Soviet, yeah, Soviet, Soviet happy, yeah, yeah, it was like the Soviet happy with the hologram ballerina, and then the the Vegas stuff was all Korean. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. That's weird. They just and it was also have, like, very orange and yellow. Yeah. Don't know why. Thought it was Mexico. <laughs> Thought it was Mexico. You're right. <laughs> inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orange on the inside. So I, let's, um, since we keep hopping back over, let's not put the barrier there. Um, let's just say how, like, what we rated the final cut and then just move on. Real quick. Oh. The, I looked up the, the blimp that kept being used. There's just this one quote. I'll just read it quick. Let's try it. According to David Dreyer, the film's effects supervisor, the pill she was swallowing is a birth control pill. And the quote goes on to say, Scott's intentions with this imagery as related by special effects supervisor David Dreyer are revealing. What happened was that Ridley and I had a meeting where he told me, I want a bunch of phony oriental commercials where geisha girls are doing unhealthy things, smoking, taking drugs, or whatever, to kind of continue with the oppressive feeling throughout the landscape. Dreyer also reveals the idea he had for the type of pill the geisha seemed to be swallowing, namely birth control pills. This was strictly my idea. It seemed to make sense that birth control would be heavily advertised in such an overpopulated future. That's pretty much it. That's true. That's cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. That and it goes back like the the imagery of the eggs and the the shit. Oh. When they were talking about that, they're being horny and shit. That was weird when she just dunked her whole fucking hand in the egg juice. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was weird. Yeah. Kind of kinky, though. Yeah. So anyways, I gave Final Cut five stars. That's good. Five stars. I gave it three and a half. I gave it four and a half. What's the tip? Well, and now we're to the three-hour movie. God, that felt so long. Someone go. It feel longer than the first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, you know... I like some of the Denis movies, but, <laughs> but what does he know about making a short movie? Because goddamn, Not, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Every time that I see a movie of this guy, it's the longest movie I've ever seen. But it's always, you know, it's always something. It always looks beautiful. Yeah. It always sounds good. The score is unless Hugh Jackman's it in, then it peaks. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was one editing 
thing in here that I had something to say about, but I just didn't open my mouth at that point. There I was forgot. a moment that I thought, oh, I wouldn't have edited that way. Yeah. Oh, the only oh, thing I, I saw was Harrison Ford took a drink, then it cut, and he was holding it. Well, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah it, was that, it was that, ball, like, where they're sitting at the bar, right? Yeah. It was, they were talking, they were both standing, and then it cut immediately, and they were both, like, sitting down. You know, it was like a weird jump cut for me. Yeah. And it kind of like took me out for a second. It was just kind of weird. But I guess that... It happens. The grand scheme of things, it doesn't fucking matter. No. But yeah, it's just... That's the only personally one Personally, me being, you know, being paid to be an editor, that hurts me. Yeah. I gotta say, um, my favorite part about this entire movie was the relationship between uh, Ana Dharma and... Joy. And Joy, yeah. Joy and Joe. And Joe. Yeah. Joe, what a name. What a yeah. name to name your main character. I think it was... That's what she named That's everyone. what she named him. Because, uh, like, at the get, at the end, when she's like, you look lonely, you look like a good, a good Joe. Yeah. Because she calls everyone Joe. Uh, when when he's named the first time, it's like this big special moment. Like, your name is Joe. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he's sitting there, he's like, You're right. he's appreciating the gesture, but he's like, yeah, that, that, that's the name. That's the name. I guess. You wrote that in the script? Yeah. That's in your code? <laughs> Joe? Joe? That's pretty good. No, I, I don't know. That entire relationship, I think that. It was really good. Yeah. I think that <sighs> the, the recent, the recent. <sighs> The recent, like, advances we've made in terms of, like, romance movies, and now, like, some of them are involving, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, which is really weird, and it's really interesting, because at some point, that's going to become a reality more than likely, but it's just, I think that it's so funny that we're envisioning it becoming a reality that multiple movies have jumped ahead and just made entire plots out of it, and that's pretty dope. I just mm. want the sex robots from Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, to come in. Yep. There was a couple, weren't there? For some, yeah, there was a brothel. There was. Oh yeah, but those robots. I would assume. Oh no, some no. Of them there's were. a brothel, right? But it's people. But then you can also hire a robot to come in. You know, it's the big egg-looking robot. You know, with the arms and it waddles. Are we talking about I New Vegas still? This. Yeah, this is in New Vegas. Oh. It's the brothel like right outside of New Vegas, like that outer area. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, it was in New Vegas. Yeah, yeah it was okay. in New Vegas, and like. Uh, there's like actual people for the brothel and there's like a few like casino machines and then there's like a little bar and then there's three rooms. Two of them have real girls and then one, of, oh, there's a girl, a boy and then a robot. And then the robot was just like an egg-shaped robot. He's talking about fucking Fisto? Yes! Fisto! Oh, okay, when you, whenever you say the name, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Fisto, okay. Oh. Nice. What a name. Crossover. Yeah, shared universe. They were I just want a sex robot like that in a movie. Yeah. That's just so uh, like not attractive at all. Whenever fucking Ryan Gosling was sitting outside of that brothel here in this movie, and like the brothel in there was like it was like all orange on the inside, and people like fucking up against the glass. Yeah, we should steal that and put it in something because the the we whole will. the like fucking against the glass and like the shadows and all that. The that's very really faded cool. silhouette of the fucking. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's dope. That's it's the dope. best brothel. There's shit like that in Cyberpunk 2077. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Dude, that way it's like I'm in ready. the like the like the Chinatown area, yeah. like, the, like the most Chinatown part of wherever Cyberpunk. But then it's like this little like it's like alleyways and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the shops is a sex shop and like one side is women, one side is men and they're dancing. And they're trying to get you to come in there to fuck. And you can go in there. And you can fuck them? Yep. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're like sex scenes in cyberpunk. Yeah, they're fully And animated. The Witcher. That's what just... CD Projekt Red just does that. Mm. 
I like full-on sex scenes. Every... You can literally customize your dick size and whether or not it's circumcised in cyberpunk. That's so, that's crazy. Yeah, serves no purpose. There is one shot where you see it, like unless you like that's actually in a cutscene. He like your character wakes up in the shower and like if you choose a male character, cock out. Yeah. Is it if gay you, friendly? Can you fuck? Yes. Well, oh yeah. There's okay. and some of the characters also have like preferences. So like if you're there's a character oh. that's like a hacker lady, right? But she's only into women. So if you don't have the associated parts, you cannot have sex with her. That's good. But then there's also like dudes Replay that you can fuck. Value. But you can also make a <laughs> but you can also make a female character and give her a penis. Yep. Okay, so it keeps the huh. sex and the gender separate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's that must be the first as far as I know, that's probably like one of the first games that's ever done that. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, like balls and everything? Yeah. It's 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 not like a <laughs> I didn't know if it was just like woman, but like the no. fucking, what's it called? The Fuda. That yeah. thing. No. It, the, I'm sorry. Well, it would out. technically... I mean, technically, I guess it is Fuda. I mean, I guess... Well, I, that's like with vagina <laughs> and dick. Hold on. Oh, I, I don't know. I think that the idea is that it's so far in the future that they're, at that point, would be able to just do whatever you want. Yeah, and it's also yeah. like we're in the age of augmentation, so that's like mm-hmm. you could just have a penis if you wanted it, you yeah. know? Just attach that shit like isn't Mr. There, potato Head. Isn't there a scene in that game where you can hack someone's I love dick? That. You can I hack don't someone's know. dick. I think you can hack someone's dick and it like electrocutes them and kills them. Holy what? fuck! Like, yeah, robot it, dick? Or? Yeah, well, because there's dudes that can get like like enhancements for yeah for enhancements for their penis. I mean that makes oh. sense, but I never came across that. That's incredible. This game has like everything, but I guess like mid. I guess if they this game has everything except for performances that you know work. That's so annoying. It, it was announced in 2013. Yeah. It didn't come out. Yeah. I followed it until it came out, and uh, I, I was not playing games at that time, yeah. so I just didn't look any uh, further. Yeah. So you guys have played the game. I don't know. How yeah. similar was it to, to old very, Blade Runner? Very similar, but also very different. Uh, 2049, well, I would even say, compared to Blade Runner, Cyberpunk just has more colors just in your face. Because, like, Blade Runner, first one, was very colorful, right? Although a lot of the shots were very blue and silhouetted, but like all the neon was on the buildings. Cyberpunk, aside from its like case, is very pink to me. Very you... neon pink. Okay. Nice. And like purple and red. So put them together, you have a bisexual new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New. Nobody else has ever done it. Ever. Ever. If I were to compare the two, I would say that more like uh, Blade Runner's more like <coughs> what's the word for it? It's it's very not societal, if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it, like there's people there, you know. It's really, but it's more noir. It's more like dark, especially twenty forty nine, where oh, it's like just gray. Everything's gray. Nothing's cool. Like people do not look happy. They don't look like they're having a good time. It just looks sad. Cyberpunk, on the other hand, has like what if cyberpunk cities, cities. Uh, it's like there's sections like different cultures and all that shit like there's different cultures in Blade Runner but it wasn't like embracing it, it wasn't like embracing anything yeah. and it wasn't like they were all mixed together it was like clear and stuff and, and more segregated. character yeah yeah, yeah. and it just felt more like lively like just like a legitimate cyberpunk feel like this feels like uh, there's a word for it for like the feeling of it that's like Tall gray buildings. People hate each other. Gray dystopian. Nah, because dystopian could be used for like several different things. That's fair. 
oppressive. Question. Because you brought it up, what what the fuck happened in between Blade Runner, the first one, and then 2049? They talk about that big event. What was the, it blackout? the blackout? blackout. That's what the happened there? What happened? It was shut up, West. Ten days of uh, like all power shut off. Yeah. Like data across the board. All white. Gone. Because the only thing that survived was paper. We didn't they get an answer. Oh. They don't go into it, but there's that short film. I imagine it's a storm of some kind because it was literally always fucking raining. Dude, I'm just gonna look it up. <sighs> imagine it was like Y2K of this world. What? That's was weird that they just kind of like, yeah. like they talked about it, but it was just wasn't like a thing that they talk about, like the blip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is also like 30 years in the future. Yep, that is true. But with like, you know, the MCU, it's like, this happened six months ago. Yeah. The plan yeah. consisted of the detonation yeah. of a nuclear warhead in the stratosphere over Los Angeles in order to overload the city's electrical grid with a powerful EMP blast and erase any trace of electronic data. So I imagine that's what... That's why it looks like shit. Yeah, I imagine that. that's why everything is so gray and... And everyone's sad and depressed. And also, that's probably what fucking Deckard and Rachel did to cover up their thing. No? Mm. That could be a thing. They did it. They well, caused the they were saying they were wiping to things to cover up their child. Because they were saying they were like wiping things and moving shit around. That's why like there was a clone thing in the files. They're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like they did all they could and they're, then they oh, could okay, so like, that was oh, just, just fuck it. So that thing in the file, whenever it shows a boy and a girl, that was just a mistake or they were like trying to cover their tracks? Yeah, or I think they covered their tracks, but it was like... Once you look at it, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. And then someone would. That's why I think I think it was also like a way to lead people on thinking that K. Joe was the son of Deckard. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought they were going that for we the whole time. Both options. Yes, that's what he wanted because too. The girl was dead, and the boy was disappeared, right? And then he yeah. talks about his memories that he doesn't really remember from when he was a child, and like how, he, and then he found the horse, or so like, oh, it's him, it's gotta be him, and then it wasn't. Yeah, and there's that whole fucking rebellion. The are they called Replicant Rebellion? Yeah. So I imagine that whole group, plus Deckard and Rachel, or whatever combination, did that. See, they I did really, blackout. I really like all these scenes that we're talking about, but I think I like them better whenever you just explain them to me. Because I feel like throughout the movie, it just took so long, I had forgotten. Almost. Right. By the end of the movie, I had almost forgotten what was going on at the beginning. That's, that's like, that's three hours, you know? And there's a lot... Of story in there. Yeah. That's a lot more than the original. Oh, yeah. yeah. A whole lot more. There, there was a moment where I had to, like, <clears throat> go over a mental checklist of what was happening. Yeah. I I still am kind of lost, but I, I loved it. I think... Say, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just... In addition to the, like, blackout, now that explanation's more clear and why everything's, like, sad and depressing and more gray, is I think also the, the less colorful aesthetic contributes to uh k just being a replicant like him he's a robot so like his surroundings would probably reflect because like when he's going into his building the apartment building everything's like yellow there's some color there and he goes into his room it's just gray it's a gray box there's not a lot of furniture like there is but what decorations does he really have not a lot Dude, and then him just That's why we were saying like the the gray thing. I'm like, yeah. I thought it was. It's uh, called brutalism. Brutalism. Where it's just like big gray buildings, 
and everyone's sad. I've seen like afraid. games and stuff kind of like that. I didn't know there was a word for it. The Last of Us is kind of like that. Brutalism. Yeah. Unless it just nice. gets colorful out of nowhere. The only thing giving that game color to is just the greenery. Mm-hmm. That's it. But yeah, you know, now that now that we just talk about it and we just explain all the themes yeah. and stuff, that's that's a lot to unpack in a movie. It's good. I'm all for it. I love War Dump. It was good. Yeah. It's so good. It's a good, good world. Mm-hmm. And it has good rewatchability. Yes. Because of all that. I would rewatch both of these. Me too. I'd, I'd probably even rewatch... on rewatch, I picked up more on the blackout stuff than I did the first time. Cause first time, I'm like, oh, blackout. Did you <laughs> oh, blackout. Did you realize any more stuff on your rewatch of the first one? First one, not like things I didn't notice, just like a more appreciation. Yeah. You know? Because I loved the first one when I first watched it, but I think the more <clears throat> rapey stuff that was there, yeah. plus the enhanced scene that just felt so long... It was an eternity. I was tired and it was 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So those two things brought down my overall enjoyment. But on this time, the enhancement was pretty short for me. Yeah. And that is you know, not the, a 2 a.m. movie. So Neither the, of them. The no, ending no, stuff just overpowered all the, the weird sex. Yeah, because I initially I did not like Blade Runner the first time. And I also watched it for the first time when I was very tired. Yeah, that was so just don't, don't watch it when you're tired, because I like it now. I'll, I'll watch Blade Runner. I'd advocate for it now. Hell yeah. Because before, I was like, this movie sucks. It's boring. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch it again. That's happened to me wasn't a lot. It, wasn't the Blade Runner episode that we're doing your idea? I can't remember. Well, because well, I bought 2049. 2049. He just wanted to see the second one. He kept yeah. saying, like, just watch the first one without me. Yeah, because I didn't like it. But now, but now you're glad to do what you did, I guess? Yeah. You watched the final that, cut. That's why... Yeah, I watched the final cut the first time, too. Oh, I thought you said you did No, I did. Oh. That's why I want to watch uh, The Exorcist and It Follows Again. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like... Yeah. I do that all the time. I rewatch movies I hate, and then they end up being good. I did it with Exorcist. I did it with Citizen Kane. Next time it'll be Dune. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm not even... You know, I'm not, <laughs> not going to rule it out, you know, because, like, something... You did, just to be clear, you watched it one time in theaters. And I fell asleep. And you fell asleep. But there's a reason I fell asleep, though. There's there's something there. Didn't you also help move things? Right yeah, no, we, we, like, helped Reagan move that same day. I feel like, uh, even if you weren't feeling it, I feel like that still affects you. I just know, I was I was definitely <laughs> I was definitely fucking stoned out of my mind. That's yeah. for sure. I went a lot going that's definitely, on. That's definitely not a movie to watch while stoned. Yeah. I, you know, I was like, cool, space stuff, and then they were like... Lore! And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it's not brain time right now. Lore played serious. I don't know. I was, you know, I was mildly, I was mildly high for both of these movies, and I was having a good time. Yeah. A yeah. thing that uh, Denis Villeneuve does that I've seen with Dune and Blade Runner now is that like um, it makes you feel very small. Yeah. It yeah. It's a very big. Mm-hmm. Really good with scale. Yeah. I really like that though. He's good at it. He's good. He's a he's great, and he's a good director when the script is good. I like Prisoners. I know you're not crazy about it, but I loved Prisoners so much. Why did you know? Again, it, I don't just, dislike it. Well, no, you just don't like that. You know, father just, finding yeah, that's not daughter my, thing. It's not my plot because there's yeah. not a build up with the yeah. Relationship. But like, like, well, I cannot say that it's a bad movie. It's a good movie. Just it's just not my thing. Yeah. You know? Same you thing love with Enemy, right? Huh? Yeah, Enemy was that's, great. I still yeah. need to watch Enemy. Enemy, Enemy was also four stars because like. To be honest, uh, Denis isn't the fastest paced guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> no, all of these movies are slow. Yeah, he's a, he's he's kind of and a that's slower slow guy. And low budget. Yeah. Or lower. And, and also, the entire that. thing is I, the exact same color from beginning to end. I just saw. Uh, all in Mexico. 
I just <laughs> I just saw a clip the other day. I was trying to just not say it and just forget about it. Uh-huh. But with, you know, with four twenty forty nine being a Denis movie, mm-hmm. I saw a clip from Enemy the other day. I feel like just spoiled everything. No, I'm gonna go ahead. Say it if you can. I've not seen it. No, no, then I won't no, say no, it. Don't say it. Then I won't say it. I I'll tell. Yeah, I'll tell you later. later. I'll tell y'all later. God, that's so sad. But yeah, yeah. Because once you get enemy spoiled, the movie's fucking. Because like it's once over. I once I saw it and like realized what it was, because like I saw it happen, I was like, huh. Oh, that's enemy, isn't it? Yeah. And saw the crowd. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. See, that's what happened to me with fucking the original Blade Runner. I've seen that the entire ending credits. scene. Huh? The clip had the credits. Is the ending? No. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe. There's, there's I'll multiple, tell you later. There's multiple stages. But, um, like, I don't know. Like, every time that I watch a Denis movie, I'm, like, I'm always, like, really intrigued. And then it usually just depends on the writing. Because everything that I love in a movie is there, right? It's just, am I emotionally... Invested. In, in, invested, yeah. 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 And that, that's the part that either hits or misses for me. That's fair. But Blade Runner was good. Yeah, I Blade honestly, Runner was awesome. I cared way more about, um... What's the fucking main character? K. 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 Uh, then I thought that I would. I thought that I would just be ready for, you know, Harrison Ford to come back. And then Harrison Ford came back, and I didn't really like his old character that much. You know? It's more of a side story than anything. That was yeah. just kind of... I felt... Like, his story was the main focus, but his presence was... Was not. You know? It was just kind of a cherry on top. Yeah. For fans. He kicked some ass. He kicked he a did. couple asses. Yeah. He did. Sucked the fuck He's got an old. What did you call him? Yeah. What did you call him? An old slugger? Yeah. Oh, so he still got the sluggers. <laughs> I think uh, they said Harrison Ford broke Ryan Gosling's nose. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. the it was the scene where they kept repeating where he kept repeatedly punching him. It was like the second, the second punch, the second to last punch, or the last punch was the one that like yeah. they actually made contact broke Ryan Gosling's nose. Damn. I think nice. that's why, and that's why he hears him Ford tell they should have moved. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. He's a hard hit. I did not know that. I always love whenever I find out that someone just gets fucking hurt so bad. Have you seen Fight Club? Yeah. 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 You're talking about the scene outside? The the punching in the ear? Yeah. Yeah. They actually punched him in the ear? Yeah, yeah. And his ear was like bleeding or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. Because I also did not know about that. Yeah. The director said, hey, just punch him. Oh, fuck that guy. Who's that? Oh, that's the seven guy, right? That's the... David something? David Fincher. David, David Fincher. Yeah. yeah. Social yeah. Network. Social Network's awesome. Five stars. Tarantino's favorite movie. Is it? Of the 2000s. Ah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I know just, these are solid movies. I really liked... I think I liked... I liked the first one as a story more, and I liked its antagonist more. But visually, I liked 2049 more. They've, they're very different. Mm-hmm. Very, they're very different. Extremely different films. I remember during the press the during the press for this movie, what's the name? Roger Deakin. He yeah. was, he, he, I kept up with him a lot because he's like, you know, fucking the Coen brothers use him a lot. And yeah. I really like the Coens. Um, but he did this whole article where he was like, he almost said no at first because he felt like he could not do the cinematography justice of the original. And now that we've watched it, it's beautiful. It's a good movie. But, like, it was very nice, honestly. It was very humbling, not just to me, but I, I bet. Um, just hearing him be so scared to do something while he's, you know, master class type cinematographer. Like, knighted. he's been doing this shit forever. He's knighted. He's knighted. And this guy was still, 
like, oh shit, I'm not even sure if I can do that. That's like Blade Runner, you know? That's like top, yeah. that's top shit. And that, that's just... It, it always feels nice wow. to hear people that are like masters of their craft go, Oh, yeah. no. So he did that with 1917 too. He was like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And I remember reading his like little thing, his article. And then and I watched the first five minutes of 1917 in cinematography, and it looks fucking gorgeous. You didn't see it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I swear we saw it together. No, it, y'all. I think all three of y'all watched it without me because y'all all thought that I had seen it already. And then I was like, "What did y'all watch?" And then like 1917. It's like, "Oh well, y'all should have told me. <laughs> yeah, I had seen my, it." My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was just there. It's all good. I worried about it. That's not one of those movies that I'm upset y'all watched without me. So I, I guess out of most of the uh, Roger Deakin movies that I've seen, this is definitely one of the most beautiful ones. And I know, I know, I'm always shitting on green screenshots. I know. But they were good. They were good. Yeah. They were incredible. I think one of my favorite shots in this movie was at the beginning. It was when I said that they actually somehow made Grey look pretty. Mm-hmm. It was the one where he was like, the tree was like to the right, and the car and Ryan were framed within that that yeah. wire. You know what I'm talking about? That mm-hmm. shot, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Can't tell you like, why. There's nothing it's just... wrong with the gray. It's just like what's what's placed in the frame and where. Yes. I'll like, say for me, the only reason why... if it's why... done on purpose, not out of like yes. laziness yeah. or inexperience. The only yes. reason the gray hurt me was because we had just watched the last one. Right. And I was not explained to that there was a fucking nuclear bomb that just went off. Right. So I feel like with, with, a, with some context, that would have been... I've been like... Well, even without that, the... The setting of the opening scene is outside of the city, and the whole first movie was just all city stuff. Let me... <clears throat> Comparisons between <laughs> Planet of the Apes Ooh. and Blade Runner. What? Right? Thank you, yes! Planet of the Apes, right? right? Because Planet of the Apes, it's about, you know, like, the whole accepting these people as, like, hey, we could coexist, this is, like, these people are humanoid, they can... Yeah. You know, it's, like, all that. They did the same thing here with, like, robots. And then, boom, nuclear explosion, Right? Movie two, over. Movie three, baby. There's a baby. And then a baby is born, and also in Blade Runner, and that baby is like the one that they're trying to find and kill because... Oh. It's the same. It's just, I mean, I'm not saying it's like the same thing. It's, no. like, it's yeah. very crazy, though, that, that those they are have similar. If it's a coincidence, or if that's just... Yeah. Know, that's why I like Blade Runner and Planet of the Apes. That The whole theme of the... Like, are you really human? Do you have a soul? Like, what's your purpose here? Then you like, would why love, do you just exist? Then you would love Detroit Become Human. I do. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you played, you played it. it. Oh, friend. you have? I yeah. forgot. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Perfect. That's my favorite thing. It can be done with anything. And yeah. It can work. Fucking all of Pixar, that's their thing. Mm. Uh, what if things have a soul? Well, yeah. And then they did it with souls. Yeah. <laughs> just straight up. They're just like, it still works every time. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's good. But yeah, I just had to like throw that out there because for some reason I just I was like, man, this is really like Planet of the Apes. I'd never God, in I my life would have really drawn those connections. Well ever. it was just it was that's just what I thought the first time. It was I'm glad you thought it on your own. It was <laughs> like it was like slight race conflict and then explosion and then baby. And I'm like, wait, we've seen <laughs> this. Said, wait. We've seen this. Like prodigal baby too, not even just like a baby. Yeah, yeah I gotta I gotta throw it out there too. God bless meme culture. Ah. <laughs> ruined it, man. It the best song, the way, like, he sat down and I was like, God damn it. Yep. That was such a good scene. <laughs> I was like, I was clenching when I first saw that. And then this time, all I can think about is a lonely man and a cam girl. Yes. <laughs> 
someone explain the questioning to me? You know how there was like the questioning in the first movie where they would like question people to see if they were yeah. Yes. What what the fuck at the it in changed. the sequel? He, he created a he had an emotional response to those questions because they're so like fast paced. Oh, so they he, they're testing he, like your okay. He paused a little bit on one of those. Yeah, like that was the thing. I have think... you ever? It was. Uh, have you ever imagined holding the hand of someone you love? Something around that aspect. And it was like right after Joy had been crushed, and so he hesitated. Yeah, I think the That's thing powerful, that man. like this time after watching them more back to back was the first one was like here's a question and then you answer it, and this one it was, blah, 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 and then they just repeat a word. Yeah, they're overwhelming you because yeah. you it, you need because as a replicant you probably don't have a lot of time to think. Yeah. Plus, as a human, you'd be like, what does that mean? What the fuck? You know. And I don't know if this is like if this happens in universe or if it was a soundtrack choice, but every time those questions were going, there was a very high pitched ringing as well. Yeah, yeah, those scenes like oof, yeah, powerful intense. man. Yeah, that's also why I thought K might have been uh, born mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he had that emotional response and like that test failed. God. And so I mean, they're just leading you on the entire fucking movie, man. <sighs> yeah, it's great. I love it. Now that we talk about it, they I like really it more. Toy with it. The, and both films, like, are they robot? Are they good? I just really like good. anything that's ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> because it just leaves me thinking. Yeah. Know? I like that it's not just straight up answer. I also like movies that just, like, end. And it's like, oh, that was a good ending. But, like, ambiguity is, like, very good. Yeah. Like, if some people talk about it. The Final Cut had that original ending where they're just going through the hills, like, a, oh, man, that a two soap stars. opera Jeff. season finale. It's all bad. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Damn, dude. I guess that makes more sense, like in universe, if that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Then, then there was a bomb, and oh. then it's great. I want to talk about the karate chop real quick at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. when he yeah. snapped his neck. When he snapped, is that what happened? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he severed his right here, which is why his eyes were bleeding, his nose was bleeding, everything was bleeding. Right, yeah. bah, severed like imagine a blood vessel or something. That blew well. my fucking mind. It's like whoa. You could so do cool. that? Poor I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. She was a... Uh, she was feisty, man. She kicked some ass, that's for sure. I, I think she was my least favorite part of that movie. Really? It was very... Meh. Dude. Especially her, after just watching Roy. Like You can't on. beat Roy, so... Her death scene... I'm glad they didn't try to replicate it. Very nice, though. Yeah. Like, drowning is, like, one of the worst ways to go when she yeah. drowned. And that was long. Yeah. Long drowning. Like, mo- like most drowning scenes are like... Argh! Drown, done. That, uh-huh. that they were holding on that shit for a while. They were like, they, they brought in professional drowners, and they're like, this is how long it, it takes. takes approximately five minutes and yeah. twenty three seconds then to drown like, someone to it because it's a robot. <laughs> yeah. Plus, oh, yeah. Yeah. plus the fun. I think the funniest part is while that jet scene is good, is really well done and really well shot, really well acted. Harrison Ford is just dying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That, that must suck. That must, like, for, like, hey, man, we're about to shoot, like, 20 different angles of this one thing, and we just need you to be struggling back there. And he's just, well, I thought, like, fucking take after take. Just fucking go in. I thought the first time I watched that, I was, like, really happy that, like, a big, well-known IP like this now gets a sequel 30 fucking years, whatever, now. And it wasn't just a big explosion fight at the end. It was just some punching and some drowning. Yeah. And the set was... Water. Mm-hmm. Water that you couldn't even see what they were standing on. Yeah. Just water, and it's great. Yeah. Very simple, but effective. 
No, yeah. I totally agree. Had this been like a big explosion fest kind of movie yeah. after the first one was such a good just like if it turned into detective. like that whole replicant rebellion thing, I would like an actual war thing. Oh, that would have been awful. I checked out. I like the smaller scale stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't get me wrong. I do love those explosion fests, but now yeah. with a sequel from a movie like what the first Blade Runner. Yeah, was. like do that in a different. Thing. Yeah, like Star Wars or something where it's expected mm-hmm. and welcomed. Had yeah. you know Blade it's a Runner. Title. Yeah, had Blade Runner tried to, you know, do some shit like that. No. No, I want to see them run those blades. Yeah. Where, where was that at, huh? There was there was no... There were blades. More than ever. Yeah, that's true. There was like, what, three, four of them? At yeah. least. There was a lot. Some of them like scalpels. There was just one really cool curd knife that you could see the silhouette of towards mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. But mainly they were just tiny, like, scalpel-like knives. Because the, like, you know, stabbed Ryan Gosling in the arm at the beginning, and he didn't even feel it. Mm-hmm. That's true. He beat his ass. Man, I thought at the very beginning, right, that Ryan Gosling's character was a human, right? You know, I imagine that you were supposed to think that, you know, until he takes the test, and then they say, replicate. Um, but... When Dave Bautista's character was slamming his head against the wall oh, like 10 or 15 yeah. times, I'm like, he's dead. Why does this movie <laughs> keep going? How, there's no way. I, I will suspend my disbelief at some point, but that, no, he's dead. He's dead. And then, oh, he's just a replicant with enhanced strength and durability. Makes sense then. Hardest head in Hollywood. You're right. One of my favorite moments is when they're running towards the thing after they see that people are there. When Vegas, yes, and Harrison Ford's like running down the hallway, and he closes the door and locks it, yeah, and then fucking Ryan, or Ryan Gosling just fucking busts through the wall, next yeah, time. yeah, just like fuck this wall. I like <laughs> that Decker just did not care about him. He just mm-hmm. locked it. He's done. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah fuck the guy. Cause well, cause that he followed him, so yeah, fuck him. Like it wasn't like oh, the next generation to carry on the future films. It was like fuck you, bye. Yeah, I gotta, right. I gotta get out of here and survive. Oh, so I am. I, I think. K died at the end. K. Oh. Joe yeah. K. Which I would call him. Nah. Wait, we didn't see his dead body, man. We didn't see him give his last breath. No, but I think we it's kind of what they were implying. But again, it's ambiguous. I mean, it's he could have breathing. I couldn't tell. Honestly. Well, there's definitely gonna I, be. Yeah, because I kept one. looking at his eyes, and his eyes, you know, he they were moving and he was blinking. So I was I was looking for that like still eye. And the moment the eyes were still and he stopped blinking, he was dead. Oh, one thing, Joy. At the beginning of the movie, I thought that Joy was just like, like gonna be playing with like the villain because it just makes sense that's because the villain owns whatever fucking software or whatever and i just yeah. kind of assumed that they were spying on him through her too, yeah. that just didn't happen but then and then another thing is i think that like the fucking what's his the main bad guy did not die at the end he did not he didn't and i just i feel like it leaves it pretty open mm-hmm. they could do it again they could. They could do it again. They could keep going forever. Denis could have like two whole franchises under his belt. Yeah, because he's doing both dudes. More for this, because it's like Deckard's story's over, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it? I just wanted. I just wanted to see him die. We also, Deckard. Uh, no, the uh, bad guy. No. The Off-world stuff looks like. What the what? Off-world. Yeah, because they conquer planets and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like nine of them. Was we have not seen any of that. If they ever do another film. Like, full-on in this franchise. Just take do, it somewhere else. Do that. Do the planets. You know, Let I kind of thought, see. for some reason... And now and now I know why I thought this, right? But when I watched the trailer that I talked about that was, like, in Vegas... Like, <clears throat> you, you were confused, you know, as to what we kind of trailer we were watching. They didn't tell you until the very end. You know, Blade Runner 2049. 
but it's it obviously the like title said uh, Vegas, but for some reason looking back and trying to remember it, I thought it was Venus, and then I was like, oh. okay, was there a title card? Yeah. Oh damn! I did not know that. I just looked it up. And uh, well, all the title cards in this one were very small. Oh yeah, right. okay. But uh. But, like, for some reason, my brain, when I was remembering this trailer, I thought it was Venus. And they kept talking about Off-World. I'm like, okay, so, that, yeah, they're on Venus. That's why, you know, it's all this one color. That's just the planet, yada, yada. No. No. I was just remembering incorrectly. Shit just happens, I guess. Yeah. I would like some more emphasis on the nuclear fallout. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, But there is a TV show, an animated TV show, don't know if it's canon, called... uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Yeah. And is it a TV show or just a short? It's a TV show. There's yeah. also a separate TV show also called Black Lotus. And the composer also The composer that's doing Black Lotus. This is what I was trying to do was trying to tell you earlier. Yeah, it's a different style. Whatever. Or something. Yes, it is the guy who did Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was told that earlier. The guy who did what? Cowboy Bebop. The, did the show? Yep. The Black Lotus? Oh, he also did the show? I'm about that's to find said. out. Uh, no, Blade Runner Blackout, the yeah, animated... Yeah, that's the 15-minute. Uh, yeah, he's the this guy. This year. Yeah, he's the... Oh, so is, so is it scored by Black Lotus? I don't know. What the fuck? This is a, this is a TV series, too. The composer is Flying Lotus. That's the composer. The Flying short. Lotus. He's the one that did the uh, the music for the uh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield anime. He did the music for it, and it was incredible. The, the music samurai, is so good. Afro Samurai? No. It no, was, that's um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. It was called Yasuke. Oh, man. No, it wasn't, like, the best, but it was something. No, that's Blackout. That was Black Lotus. So this guy, the composer for this is Gerald Trotman. It's not out yet, is it? No. Oh wait, what was the? Was what? Oh, I thought it said Black Lotus. So Black Lotus and so Black Star Lotus Wars. and Black whatever is a different. Yeah, because I I thought the show was like a three D type style. Is it? This is called Black Twenty Twenty Two. Yeah, that's the short film. By the Cowboy Bebop. Okay, so Blackout is the short film. Yeah. And the Flying was... Lotus is the composer. I think you're just getting the. Words, like no, it says Black Lotus. It says Black Lotus it? right there. It's, it's Flying Black Lotus. Lotus score Black Lotus. Oh, I don't know. What is? F- There's so many Lotuses. What is going on? That's got to be a show. Then it's not out yet. What's well, this? 2021. Yeah, that's the that's the. They're basically making Clone Wars for. Yeah. For Blade Runner, but it has like completely different music, and everyone hated it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but they could have changed that. I don't know. Maybe. I could have sworn it was like 3D. It looked 3D. Okay. Then I am correct in my memory. Yes. This time. Almost all the time. This time. I will not stand for this. I I will not stand for you gaslighting me that I gaslight. Uh, (laughs) I'll gaslight you on recording. Let's do it. Again. (laughs) Again. Oh. But anyways, yeah, sorry. So there's an animated short film, and then and then there's a TV show that's animated. And then also the Jared Leto short film. Mm. 2038. Does he die in that? Oh, 2038, so it's like a prequel. 
Yeah, I guess it's just establishing establishing his character a little bit more than That's this sad. movie did. Why doesn't Ridley Scott just do more? He yeah. <laughs> simply does more. He's just doing everything else. No, I'm mad at Ridley Scott anyway. So. Why don't he just do Blade Runner 2? Yeah. Why don't he just do that? Like, I love the fact that Denis did it. Like, it looks great. It but, would not be the same. But imagine. Yeah, it would not have been the same at all. That is. It would have been a completely new third style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he would have taken everything Maybe. that you liked about the first one and then give it some bullshit backstory that doesn't make sense to make it all bad. No, that's fair. Because that's what he did in fucking Alien Covenant. God, mm, I hate that man. Oh, yeah, I forgot he, the alien guy. He might have. He probably would have gone like the whole cyberpunk route and made it just more flashier. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Like updated cars. Weapons, vehicles. He would have turned it to an explosion fest. As long yeah. as it's wacky and gay. It's a little wacky. This was pretty wacky. Not that <clears> gay. Oh, I meant yeah, the Roy. first one. Roy was in a pretty silly, goofy mood. So yeah. that sex scene. Talk about that. The sex in scene. 20, in 2049. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Why, don't you don't, why don't you like it, Mason? It's, it's just if... I think it's just if I would put myself in that situation, I would not feel very comfortable. Because mm-hmm. it's someone else, you know? Like it's their will, like they're willing to do it, but I it's, just a connection for me is between two people. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a threesome with extra steps. Yeah. But what are you supposed to do if you can't have sex? Well, you know, then we're I gonna get into a bunch like, of technical since, aspects. Since she was a stranger, I I would approve of it. Well, she if wasn't. I were in that situation. No, but then at the end, whenever she left out of the room, she was like, "You're yeah. not what you think, bitch." Like, I don't know. She didn't say that, but... It, yeah, you're she, not, she was, like, very sassy with her. Yeah. And then she put the tracker in there. Yeah. Because she was there, uh, she was trying to... Before, she was trying to find that information on him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She was also extremely attractive. I think she was uh, from the Series of Unfortunate Events Netflix show, is how what I know her from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I need to watch that. I like that it's good. original it's good. movie. Yeah. And the game. The movie's great. The I think people hated one. the movie when yeah, it came they out. Do. They do. They do. I'm sure. It's good. But the game was so good. The game's great, too. I think. I forgot about the games. <laughs> no Blade Runner game. Not yet, anyways. We'll get one, I'm sure. Yeah. We only have tie-in games still. We've gotten one. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean, we still kind of do to an extent. It's just not, it's not all right, the movie came out, we have to get the game out. I want but, like, Mad Max got adaptation. a game. You know, Lord wait, of the wait, Rings wait. is always... Where does Mad Max game take place in the Mad Max universe? I think it's just its own separate thing. Oh, okay. I don't think it directly ties into the yeah. movie, aside from the fact no, that it's... So Max is not in the No, game. it's Max. You play as Max. Different canon. Oh. Not Max Rebo. So do you meet Max for the first time? No. Type shit? No. They establish it as if you already know his character. Oh, interesting. They just it's get rid of his car. It's just a story with Mad Max? It's just a Mad Max story, yeah. Okay. Interesting. They, the, first thing that they show, do, I guess. the first thing that they do is get rid of his car, and you get to make your own. That's what's up. Mm. Mad Max That's is pretty dope. Again, I recommend it's it. It's awesome. They take an open world desert and mm-hmm. give you shit to do in it. That's crazy. This is, um... Desert Power? Oh, I was about to say that the ending shot to the first Blade Runner doesn't make sense, but I forgot there was a whole fucking nuclear explosion. That's just crazy. Would you? What? To the, at the ending shot to Blade Runner, the original one, where they're driving through that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Maybe I like the, the closing on the elevator. That's better. The ending of 2049 with just Harrison Ford and just... Yeah. Best ending. Such a good ending. I love when movies do that. They're just like, they take you there, and then they're there, and then they're going to have their so moment. They accomplished the... Yeah. It's done. It's done. The story's done. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that would just be extra. Yeah, that's no, the start of another. Story. I was. I feel like I was watching something recently, where we got to the moment right that was like the end of the plot, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like everything had been resolved. They're there, and it just kept going. And I'm like, what? we could have been done. I feel like I was watching something recently. I'm just losing my mind. Lord of the Rings. Oh, I hadn't watched that in a long time. I could actually probably stand to rewatch those. Listen, buddy. Uh, it's not, all essential. That's not a negative. It's, it's all just essential. the third one. <laughs> he said, listen, times, buddy. It's great. Yes. I like it. Okay, all right. As long as you like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just does end five times. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Anyone got anything else to anything say? Anything else? Nope. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say. I just really like Anna de Armas. Yeah. 80s Ridley Scott is based. Uh, yep. Good hey. job to me. <laughs> I do want to say, actually, that just is a little thing. I love that final speech. <clears throat> I love that final speech at the yeah. end of uh, Blade Runner 1. You know? I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I love that whole speech. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's the best. I'm always I'm always down for a good, solid, like, villain monologue. If done well, that's not like just them unveiling their plot, yeah. but like an actual monologue. Yeah. Oh, it's always... if it's so good. It was good. Thank you, Roy Batty. Yep. And the actor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Roy. We'll call him Roy. So I, I guess just, I don't want to scroll right now. Yeah, me neither. I love you. So I guess let's do what we rated it and then <coughs> which one you preferred. Alright. You go. Uh, I think they're both five stars, but they're very different. I think I prefer just the ending of the first one kind of puts it over a lot for me. So I prefer the first one. I gave twenty forty nine four and a half. Um and then I don't think I prefer either one. I think I just both themselves are their own thing, and I enjoy yeah. very, both them very much. They just I can't like I can't be like oh this sequel's better because yeah. to me yeah kind of doesn't feel like a sequel to me. It feels like it a different thing. Yeah, sure. it's its own little separate thing. That's the I best part. Yeah, it's just a continuation in the same universe. You don't need to watch the yeah. first one. I thought you yeah, were a just helps. cat or something. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I gave the first one four and a half, and then I gave 2049 four at first, and the more we talked about it, I gave it five stars. Although, I think I do prefer the first one because of Roy. If Roy was not the bad guy, I would have preferred 2049 mm-hmm. because of its visual like aspect. I gave uh, 2049 four stars originally after talking about it and like the themes and stuff. I raised it to the four and a half, and I just don't want to give it the five stars because I just hate the villains. Not a fan of him. That's fair. Yeah. Not a fan of Jared Leto's entire Jared, character. I, Jared Leto is never good to me. I don't know. I don't think I've seen him in anything that I've actively like liked him in. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not been the worst. He but just he shows been up. Good. And then mean, you're like, oh, there's Jared Leto. Huh? Like, his performance? No. Yeah. Every time. Watch Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Oh, yeah, I've not seen that. I haven't either. All I've seen is the edgy stuff, like the little things. Yeah, stuff. the like, little things. Uh, Suicide Squad. Fucking this. And I think that maybe... Yeah, that might have been it, honestly. Yeah, yeah maybe that's why we just yeah. are trashing on him, because we've only seen the shitty roles. If we're going oh, to talk no. about He has a lot of shitty roles. American right? Psycho, he was great in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good in that. He was oh, hot really. in that. He yeah. was. Very I, hot. Yeah. Very young boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, I gave uh, I gave it four and a half, and then I gave the original Blade Runner five stars. I think I would watch the original faster, just because it's like more of a vibe. 
It's also shorter. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like I could watch it and just be like, yeah, man, that's some dope shit. And yeah. then the second one, I gotta be ready, you know, yeah. to take yeah. in so much. Personally... That's like when you want to get into the, the world more. Yeah. Personally, I think the shorter a movie is, the more rewatchable it is. Like, even as even if it's not as good as this longer movie, mm-hmm. it's just because sometimes you don't want to sit... At least me. I'm speaking for myself here. No, I get you. You don't want to just sit down and like have to take in so much sometimes you want to sit down watch something turn your brain off have a good time mm-hmm. and because of that the shorter a movie is the more rewatchable it is like deadpool it's not my favorite movie in the world but i could sit down and watch that movie so much just because it's so rewatchable it's quick it's fun no good. scott pilgrim anytime i watch that movie it's like over like that exactly like, damn me with the sam raimi spider-man mm-hmm. the first one it's short that, yeah that was a short movie so yeah, i don't know i i like blade runner What's up? Yeah, no, this was a good good franchise. I can't believe I put it off so long. Yeah. Blade Runner's like Matrix, where the first movie is like a really good, solid... That's a good movie, and it's the first one. And then everything after is like, you better be ready to really invest yourself. I don't even like the sequels for Matrix. I don't either. Matrix. I don't like either of them. I just watched watch the first three. So I, can watch I haven't watched the new one. one. I'm really good, damn it, isn't it? Right? First Matrix? First one's good? Yeah, yeah. yeah first one's good. I love it. I like the second one. Tyler the third it. one was Does he? Why? Like, at that point, it's like, man, I just forgot what was happening. There's so much... I had, like, negative desire to watch the new one. Like... The new what? The new Matrix. Oh, my bad. I just... Because I watched the trailer, right? And I'm just... No. I have no desire to watch it. I don't want to. Yeah. At all. Like, I feel yeah. like I would be miserable watching it, even if I turned out to enjoy the movie. I'd just be like, I don't want to watch it. And that would be my entire mindset. The entire movie. It's just the completionist. It okay. It's the completionist in me that makes me want to just, yeah. I have to see it. Yeah. Normally, I would agree. But, like, because 1, 2, and 3, it can it can end there. I don't feel like I have to watch 4. Yeah. I'm just aiming for the platinum trophy in life where I watch all the movies. That's fair. Nah. Same. Plat- so I'm going to get the platinum trophy. <laughs> I'm going to platinum the- life. Go Dude. for it. All man. the people on Letterboxd have like 15,000 films logged. It's so upsetting. And like you, you go to check to see if most of them are short films. They're or not. not. They just watch the hella movies. Yeah, some of them are our age. Yeah, oh. I've, seen, I've seen some like 16 year olds on Letterboxd that have like 5,000 movies logged. It like, could not be me. It's so annoying. Like, I don't even understand you have the themes yet. You know, no. quality over quantity. I say that as if I, as if I don't have the Venom movies logged. Listen. <laughs> you know, like. I just don't get that as that at that age because at that age, like again, you don't understand themes and I wanted to do so many other things and sit home and watch movies all the time. Yep. Even though I study films and I want to make films for the rest of my life, I didn't want to do that when I was sixteen. I wanted to jerk off, play Overwatch and play around with women. Absolutely. So I think they they can understand enough. It's just the fact that they have time and money. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if, you if have they the don't have the money, money, they just have hella time. If you're just like how, that's annoying. If you have no friends, Fuck you're you. bored all the time, watching movies all the time. I guess. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. But like when I was sixteen, I I couldn't have all the time to watch fifteen hundred movies. Fuck. My my dad would have been like, no, I you're wish. getting a job. You you're not gonna go to school and come home and do yeah. nothing. You're gonna go to work. So I couldn't have all that time to watch movies. I lived on a farm. There was no time. <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah, had a job. I didn't even know I liked movies until I was like eighteen, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I I laugh at things." <laughs> you know, I tried to get into like movie criticism and shit like that after we graduated. So about seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, it's a. I've been here for a while. 
Yeah. I initially wanted to go into video games, but then I just realized that's way too hard and not not the money's not there either. I took I took a video game, the video game music class, and then the professor was like, "So, we have like programs with these like developers and like Gearbox is like one of them, and they're saying that they like don't need any more engineers or coders at all. There's all the engineers and coders in the world. They just need people who can make stories." Writers? That's, yeah. That's all they that's all that's well, what the, the industry fucking, needs right now. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I so, don't want to make movies. Go. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what? what I wanted to do originally. I've just wanted to be a video game writer, but I was like there's no avenue in which I can just jump right into it because you already have to have all this experience to even start doing that. But with like TV writing, you just have to make one good script and they go, "Wow, that's cool. Do you have anything else?" And you go, "Yeah." And you're it. Yeah, that, that like... You don't do that with video games. Whenever he said that, I was like, well, that's fucking mind-blowing because never would I have thought that there's a shortage of writers for video games. And now that I think about it, like, those video game people, not, you know, I'm not shitting on video game developers at all, but they're a bunch of fucking nerds, man. Right? They're a bunch of, like, like you know, sometimes, you know, nerds be coming up with some stories and they're so convoluted. Yeah. And that's why so many video games turn me off because the, I don't know, I, I'm not nerdy enough to, to understand... Like Dark Souls, for instance, all that nerdy lore can't do it. I'm done. I can't. I do feel it. like people aren't gonna like a mumblecore video game, though, Kane. Listen, <laughs> listen. Dude, a my video, video game <laughs> would be incredible. If I made a video game, it'd Open be different. World I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just go around shooting cats and shit. You gotta go climb over trash with quick times. You know, it's like a nah. That's too much. That's like, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. now I want I want to run around to Solomon. <laughs> In a video game with his fucking hair. Oh my god! Do a GTA mod. The thing that worries me about it though is just because it's all contractual. There's mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Like, if you're a staff writer, you are there. That's yeah. like that is like the ultimate. You are there. Mm-hmm. You're good. But like I know a lot of it's contractual. <clears throat> it's like you come for this period of time, you write, and then we're, you're done. Yep. You know. Unless they bring you back or they want to turn you to staff writer. Yeah. The ultimate goal would be a staff writer at like, obviously like Naughty Dog. Yeah, That's like Naughty Dog. Top tier or like Rockstar. Rockstar or Naughty Dog, like you're a staff writer, you're set. You're fine. You got everything. That's what I want. Like, you know, y'all know that I want to do the voice acting and shit. Like, if I could get in the sweet spot with Naughty Dog, that's it. I've got. Just fuck Neil Druckmann. He's obviously real horny. That's all you gotta do. Hello, I think he has to thing for Laura Bailey. Oh, uh, yeah. Who doesn't? That's fair. That's true. That is fair. I don't know. Uh. Life, life. Not necessarily the thing I would fuck her. It's just like, she just has like the voice. <clears throat> yeah, just, it's that, just amazing. That voice. And She's to, like top tier. To be fair, as far as like video games and movies, like the story director for Uncharted Two is a movie director. Oh really? Well, at least that's what like Nolan and all of them said. They had this big old like circle like recording. Not, it was not a table read. It was like they got all the cast in a circle to talk about the process of making the game. You know, it was their behind the scenes thing. And Nolan mentioned something about how uh, the director, like the story director for it, worked on movies before he worked on Uncharted 2. So, like, you know, you can go one way, beat your way, go to the other, well, do both at that I point. I always thought that, like, if I wanted to do video games, I'd have to make, like, TV or, like, movies first because then they'd see, like, oh, you can do that. Or, like, I figured, like, TV writers would be more, like, valuable because of long form. Mm-hmm. So I figured if I went to TV writing, I could make my way to, like, <coughs> video game writing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Chase your dream, by the way. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Show runner, and you overtake the show, and you make it whatever the fuck you want. That is true. But then that could also be horrible for some people. I think. Well, it fuck them. Yeah. You do what you want. I think the idea of being a writer underneath another writer is the scariest thing for me. I just don't. I don't think I could do it's it. Not, yeah. 
I don't think that's how that works. Really? really? Because usually when you're brought on as a writer, you're there for like... Oh, just the writer room. You're 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 throwing ideas out, and it's like a collective thing. More wow. than I'm learning that in my TV writing class right now, and it's, it's more of like everyone's sharing their ideas, and they come to a collective agreement. Or if they don't, usually it's like the director or like, again, like the showrunner comes in and says, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could end up like... I think maybe just <laughs> that that bad time. experience just turned us off. That's what it was. Yeah. I think that's all it is. Throughout so many ideas and it's like, no, nah, what about You have to have this? good showrunners. That's the <laughs> that's the thing. You have to have good showrunners. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we got into some technical talk, I guess. Yeah. That's fine. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're, like that's we why we're in school, right? That, we don't talk about it very much. We just talk about our film ideas. Yeah. yeah. We don't talk about the technical stuff. Like you do more cinematography. You're more cinematography. You're more actor. I'm more writer. It's, I do audio stuff as well. Yeah. We'll say. I think recently. Do good audio work. With the with the scenes that we did for stench recently, like the directing, was like that's like the first time that I've ever like, you know, told strangers strangers what to do, because I don't you know like Mark and then. Savannah like we didn't like know them all that well and so like doing that I think for the first time with someone that I'm not like comfortable with telling what to do it was very eye-opening and I really enjoy that yeah it was Captain Crown that was weird and like with uh, Cameron Mm -hmm. that was crazy weird strangers the captain chrome uh shoot went pretty fast except till at the end and that's just because it was like technical stuff that we were getting into yeah Poor old Mark, man, got slammed. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I don't know. How did you, how did you like that? I don't know. Just working with, like, a new director. I just, we didn't talk about it. Just working with someone that hasn't, like, done a project before. Like, just was, having to work with them. It was cool. It was I don't know. Yeah. We did it. Nothing new. Pulled it off. Nothing new under the sun. Sometimes that happens. Production's always just fun. Always, have, always have a good time. Weird. I've never enjoyed anything with strangers, like production wise, mm-hmm. in school, yeah. until I've gotten to my writing classes. Because I, I think I just, I think the writing process is the thing I enjoy most. Yeah. Probably won't go the directorial route like I thought I would. I think writing's better for me. I think what helped is we hogged the scene. I think because when other people hog all the stuff and they, they keep pushing, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. I think. For some reason, we have I this... I think it, it, we hogged it, and then we balanced it. There you go. So we have this tendency, I feel like me and you, like, whenever we're, like, placed in, like, a project, it's just, like, for some reason, we, like, gravitate towards, like, the higher, like, assistant directors, like, directors, like, more of, like, the setting everything up, like, type of thing. And, like, I don't know... Because, like, we were brought on to 25%, for instance, doing writing. Didn't work out. Yeah. I was brought on to Blake's project doing just audio. Didn't work out because it's not my project, you know. So it's but it's like it's whenever it's something like close to our heart, for some reason we just go like, this is how it's gonna go, yeah. and it's just I don't well, know. It's because you're more emotionally invested in it rather than just being, hey, need your help. Come here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. It's like when it's something you want to make, there mm-hmm. is immediately more passion into it. Yeah. Even if it's something you already enjoy doing. It's different when it's yours well, I don't versus wanna, someone else's that you're helping with. I don't want to say that, like, sometimes, like, whenever other people, like, come with their ideas that I'm just not interested in making it. Because, like, for instance, Burger Boy, we had Tomorrow's Yesterday. Those are projects that I love and, like, I hold dear to my heart because we did, like, really, really good work on that. And that is, like, 
that is the work under the production company that we're involved in and that's just like something about that is just really powerful to me and i just love it um but i yeah i guess maybe it's just because it was like a flatbread thing like maybe if somebody at school was like hey you want to come help me with my thing for my production company taco shell films i'd be like ah. taco shell films like man i don't think so you know yeah. like it's just it's the it's the idea of doing it with a group of people that you find why do you, you know, think it, it, why do you think all these movies, like, all these directors have the same crew with them and the same actors with them all the time? It's because it's that feeling mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's why uh, Quentin Tarantino always has fucking Samuel L. Jackson in his movies. Yeah. You know? It's it's that same thing. It's that same thing. Yeah, I guess I just don't pay attention to that enough. I probably should. This it's all stuff, relates man. back to Blade Runner because both Ridley Scott and Denis both played in the same sandbox. Yeah. What? This could be a bonus episode. Wait, you said what? I was saying, this all relates back to Blade Runner because... Wait, they played in the sandbox together? Oh, that was not... (laughs) That was not real. No. The sandbox. We just got off on a tangent. I'd rather go off on a tangent like this at the end, though, rather than in the fucking middle of what we were talking about. Yeah. 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 This is the bonus. For the people that just stick around. Yeah. Yeah. That are really invested in what we have to say and what we talk about. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, you know, they like what we got to say, then why not give them shit to listen to? Yeah. Thanks, Brazil. Brazil. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to our Brazil listeners. All one or two of them. Followers that loved wet so Mm -hmm. much. They're gonna gonna listen to this and go, that's me! We got a subscriber from Chile today. Nice. Chile. Nice. Yeah. So we're we're doing some good stuff. So I guess guess that is uh, Blade Runner. That's our podcast. So uh, make sure you follow us on all social medias at Flatbread Films. Uh, My name is Kane. You can follow me at Taco Father. I'm Wes. Hi, Wes Lesser. Uh, Mason, you'll see me one day. And you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Connor the Big Nerd. That's what's up. We love you.